Welcome back to the Who Cares podcast today. Um, we're starting the podcast off. Um, my name's Lyndon. Introduce yourself, Peyton. Yep, that's me. I'm Peyton. <laughs> um, this, uh, this is going to be the first episode. Not much going on about today. This is really just testing up. Uh, and a shout out to that. Shout out to the dude in New York. What's his name? Does he, does he want his name? Patrick. 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 Well, uh, we have one listener so far already. Patrick. Uh, so we're I'm gonna be I'm gonna refer to him a lot in the episode. I feel like I feel like we're having a conversation with Patrick right now. Patrick's an awesome guy. I've been friends with him for three, almost four years at this point, I think. Well, I'm I like the fact that he that we're we're just starting this podcast and he immediately is just like, Yeah, you know, I'll subscribe, I'll listen. Yeah. But um Patrick okay, so like what? Uh, so tell me about Patrick, honestly. Who who is he? Do you know very much about him? I know what he tells me. Uh, we we have been online friends, so it's kind of like that iffy kind of. We know each other, but we don't tell each other a ton of stuff. Uh, How'd you meet him? How'd you meet him? We met on, I believe it was an advice chat on Kick. And we were both trolling the chat. <laughs> advice chat on advice chat on Kick. I yeah. I have never used Kick in my life, and I mean I do like go through Reddit. Um, like you know you know Reddit. Uh, yeah. Advice, you know the relationship advice for Reddit, and I I I do exactly that. I go on there and I just find the most brain dead thing I can find. Like, because uh, there's so many people that go on those chats. And they think, and they think that, uh, like they're just going there for validation. And then I like seeing them get absolute crapped on by everybody in the chat. I feel like kick. I feel like kick advice chats are like that, but a lot worse. Oh, we're it's even worse because you get people like myself and Patrick, which uh, th- this was a few years. I've I I haven't been trolling them as often, but we would go in there and purposely give bad advice. Okay, tell me. Okay, what's like, like, what's, what's some, like, what, what's one of the bad advice you've given? Like, give me set a scenario. Uh, it, or has it been too long? Has it been too long? It, it's been a while. One recently, someone was, it was what he did. I, I haven't been doing it anymore, but it was literally like, oh, yeah, just go make some toast. You'll be fine afterwards. Oh, just stupid go make some toast. Shit. Just stupid shit. Dude, if I if I was having a mental breakdown or something, I mean, toast is pretty good. It's good. Oh, okay, but like only if you have like good quality bread, like uh, artisanal bread, potato bread. That's pretty. That's pretty good toast. I mean, yeah, good bread is good for good toast, but like and Irish butter, Irish butter, not not fuck, not fake marginal butter, actual Irish butter. You have to have good toppings for your toast too. Like you can have the best bread ever, but if you're putting on dollar store butter, it's gonna be shitty toast. Well, like some people, because like you know, I grew up on that uh, Betty Crocker margin. Oh, I did too. And I mean, like that—that's been okay, obviously. But once you once you have real Irish butter, like it comes in like the Irish, like you know, what I'm talking about. The small little tiny containers that cost like five dollars, and it's like actual real butter. Once you have 
that, you don't go back to margin. It tastes weird. You know, it's funny because margin is like one component off of being plastic. Yeah. It was actually originally invented as turkey feed. Really? Yeah. At least to my knowledge. That's the story I've always heard. I I don't... <laughs> invented to fatten up turkeys. Feed the turkeys plastic. That's... Mm. Mm, plastic turkey. Yeah, they, you know those like little play sets? Um... Those little playset uh, cookwares that you can get, like those cooking sets, the plastic, and you get like the plastic chicken. Oh my god! Yeah. That <laughs> that's an actual chicken that was fed margin. Uh, yes. The <laughs> plastic chicken. Yeah, it's like a. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. Your plastic. <laughs> Oh man, so that that must mean um they feed margin to turkeys to fatten them up. That's what it was originally for. Now it's people food. How did who who thought it'd be okay to feed the turkeys margin? Like why? Like there's no nutrients. Is it just is it just pure fat? Yes, it's just to make them fatter. Well, they couldn't use like lard. Yes, they could have, but, like, you have to kill pigs to get the lard from the pigs. Margarine is synthetic, and you can mass-produce it easier. Or you can feed them, you know, just, you can feed scraps of, well, I guess it's turkeys we're talking about, so turkeys don't eat meat, per se. Do they? Turkeys eat meat? I don't think they, like, seek it out, but it's probably one of those things, like, if you threw, like, you know, a steak on the ground in front of them, they'd probably peck at it and eat it. But they wouldn't, like, you know hunting for it <laughs> i don't think yeah i don't think turkeys are predators like they're not the carnivores are they i feel like they're like opportunistic omnivores like they mostly eat plants but like okay because i know they know. they eat corn and they eat berries and like you know like seeds of the forest and stuff but like i've never heard of like a pack of turkeys eating like a rabbit or something Oh, that's true. I forget bugs are like considered like that. I think bugs are considered personally a different breed of like meat. Like I, I know technically like a cockroach or like a gnat is like technically on the same level as like a steak, but it just yeah. doesn't seem it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel right. I mean, you know, most insects uh, ounce per ounce actually have more protein than uh, beef. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. And um, that's why, like, you know, Indian bodybuilders, man, because like, the only thing they have to eat in India is bugs. I feel like that's a loaded statement. <laughs> they have more to eat in India besides <laughs> just bugs. Dude, Indian bodybuilders, they just take scoops of maggots and, and mealworms. Mealworms aren't bad. Dude, I would never eat a bug. I have eaten several bugs. Were you in India? No. I was like, hmm, I can eat these. So I did. You just, did you find them on the ground? <laughs> oh, yeah? What no. Wait, you found live mag ma uh, maggots on the ground. No, not maggots, no, not maggots. Oh, oh. But, Squishy. Uh, my mom used to raise mealworms, and like every now and then I'd pick one up and go like, hmm, I wonder what it tastes Dude, like. Dude, I'm sorry, but like I've never been, I've never had the curiosity. I want to see what a bug tastes like. 
people eat them all over the world. India. I gotta say, I've eaten mealworms, I've eaten uh, grasshoppers, I've eaten ants. Why? Like, why? Why would you, like, dude, go in the cabinet and grab some ruffles if you're hungry? Because it's the experience. It's the experience of eating bugs. Yes, like, yeah, I could go to the cabinet and grab ruffles, like you said. Or I can be like, hmm, <laughs> or you yeah. can, or you can add like, or you can you know, live out your live out your daydream of um, eating of like being an animal, being like an ant, being an ant eater and scooping out handfuls of ants out of a mound or see, become a spider. You don't eat the whole. Animal. You only eat that back part of it where like all the intestines are because if you eat the head it'll bite you as you're swallowing it not if i crunch it dude not if i crunch it mm, i mean maybe but the, the best part to eat is just the back part. give it give it the old mortal and pestle treatment in between my teeth ant flour ant flour ant ant bread they actually do make cricket flour. I've seen it online. Yeah, they make it in Japan or China. Not in Japan, China. They make it in China. I, I, I might buy some. No. <laughs> Why not? It's disgusting. Why would you use cock, uh, cockroach? Not, oh my god, grasshopper flour. Cricket. Cricket, yeah. grasshopper, bugs. What even is the difference between a cricket and a grasshopper? Like, in all honesty. Crickets chirp, grasshoppers jump. I have a PhD. I have a PhD. And in and, and, and insect anatomy. Uh, uh, I'm bugging out. I'm gonna buy some and make some protein muffins. Okay, actually that does that doesn't sound too bad. Protein muffins so, out of out of cricket flour? Yeah, so I'm getting the go ahead on this then. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can do what you want, man. You can you can buy cricket flour if you want. I, just, I wouldn't eat I would not eat cricket flour because I just I, I know what's in it, and that's scary. So what I'm hearing is, if I were to make them for you, not tell you. I do not want cricket flour muffins. Thank you. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> How much does it cost for cricket flour? Um. They have a cricket brownie mix. Oh, dude, that's like okay. What is cricket flour made out of? Obviously, crickets. Brown crickets. Well, cricket. <sighs> so, uh, on I'm looking on Amazon here. No, okay. Cricket flour is made by milling whole roasted crickets into a fine powder that includes all the essential amino acids, B12, iron, calcium, omega 3s, and omega 6s. Actually, it's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, you can get a, a, uh, trying to see what size bag this is here. I think Vanquish looking at the same thing. I'm looking at a, uh, I'm looking at the cricket brownie mix. Oh, brownie mix. I'm looking at the protein. It's a Bud's cricket powder. 100% pure cricket powder. It's a four ounces for $11. This is 14.57 for uh, $12.99. How much? The, uh, brownie mix. How much protein is in the is in um, this? I'm trying to find out. 
Yeah, uh, mine says it somewhere. It has 65% protein. It has... Has is about sixty five percent protein. Okay, so about half. Okay, over half of the mix is just protein by itself. So straight up protein. Yeah. It weighs point one four kilograms. Well, uh... I I think I mean now that I'm actually looking at this protein, I'm actually looking at the powder. It doesn't actually look too bad, but like it looks like um the bottom of like hamster, uh, in cases you know kind of looks like that sawdust, but I wonder if it has a taste to it. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, you should know what you know what you know what crickets taste like. So think of a dried think think of a dried milled up cricket. Well, here's the thing. Whenever I was eating the grasshoppers, they were grasshoppers. I didn't know you were supposed to cook them. Apparently they can, like, contain parasites. So I was just, like, going, mmm, grasshopper. Oh, so that's what's wrong with you. You have parasites from, grass from grasshoppers you ate whenever you were a young child. I wasn't a young child. I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that makes things so much worse, Peyton. So much. I thought you were a child eating these. No, I was in like junior year. I knew you whenever you were eating fucking crickets. Yes. Dude. Like, God. Should have stayed away from you. On an FAA trip, uh, we were transporting mums. And there were grasshoppers. I was like, hey, I know how to get rid of the grasshoppers. Just monster house them. Yeah, just monster house all the... <laughs> you know... And for our listeners, when we say monster house... You know that scene? Mean... Yeah, that scene from uh, Monster House, the movie, where that... This, we're in there, they're in that uh, that uh, arcade, and the guy, he walks out the door and runs back and grabs the chocolate and goes... <laughs> and then runs away. Yeah, that's what monster house... Monster house, he means... I completely forgot about a uh, listener, uh, you know, people that don't know what we're talking about. Well, that's okay. It's our first episode. Yeah, but, you know, we've, we've, already, we've already busted out a very good uh, conversation about cricket flour. Yeah. Where's it made, where's it made at? Yeah. I don't, I'll, I'll need to check. Um, on the same topic, remember how I said every year around Christmas, I like to take something completely off the wall to my family. No, but <laughs> continue. No, continue. Uh, Portland, Oregon. The the past few years, uh, every time my family has Christmas, I bring something, and I just bring something completely weird or trolly or something like that. Like, the first year I did it is I made rock candy. And I made it black licorice flavored. I hate raw candy. Oh, that's that's messed up. And then I left it there and let people think it was orange flavored black licorice. Or if, orange flavored rock candy. If I picked up if I picked up a piece of orange rock candy and it was black licorice, I'm fighting whoever made it. And then uh the next year, I found a recipe for white chocolate macadamia nut 
and spam cookies. Like the canned meat spam. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is too perfect not to take. So I took those. Spam cookies. Yeah. They taste good. They weren't bad. I should have cut the spam smaller and uh, candied it more because it was candied spam in the cookie. Because like, if it was if it was if it would have been candied more, it would have had that harder exterior, and you wouldn't have had to worry about the chew. But it was a, a semi crunchy cookie. You bite into the cookie, and then you hit meat. Ah, uh, uh, dude, I'm thinking about like taking like a chocolate chip cookie and instead of a. Uh... You know, they have, they have stuffed cookies with, like, Nutella and stuff. Yeah. Filling one with potted meat. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. And, that is basically what that cookie turned out into. I can't handle processed meat like Spam or potted meat or... I fucking love Spam. I, I, can't, I can't say I've actually ever had Spam, honestly. Oh, we're gonna change that. No, <laughs> I refuse. I'd rather have I'd rather have chicken or, you know, like actual meat that can, that's not. Dude, all of your spam is from the nineteen seventies. Hey, not all of it. Some of it is from the sixties. Okay, well. I think I have a can from fifty five. Why don't you Why don't you explain why you have so many fucking cans of spam? Okay, before we get to the spam story, uh. I'm going to finish the Christmas one real quick. Okay. Uh, this year, it's literally just one sentence. This year, I'm probably going to take the uh, cricket brownies. <laughs> dude. You're fa- dude, get actual pieces of cricket put in it, please. Get dried. Oh, get dried. Like, everything. get dried. No, get like dried crickets. Chop them up finely. And sprinkle it in there. And then put chocolate and stuff in there, too, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. But that's fucking evil. Do it. it. Do it. I would I would love to see, I would love to see it. Are you gonna eat one? No. <laughs> no. Why would I eat a cricket brownie? You should. No. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, uh so I collect spam cans for mm-hmm. those of you who are not aware. And I have a lot of old cans, and some of them still contain what you could loosely call meat at this point. Uh, I believe my oldest one is a 1955 that still has product in it. That's disgusting, dude. And that is just, that's off the top of my head. I, I'm not currently at the can to tell you the exact date. <laughs> currently not at the cans. I'm I'm not currently at the cans or else I would tell you the exact date. Uh I got a lot of, I got a lot of cans. You have you do have a lot of cans. You have like what over twenty? Yeah, yeah. Uh most of those are the various flavors of spam though. My favorite one's the yeah, pumpkin spice. Cans. What was that? The pumpkin spice one. I do have uh, a a empty and uh, cleaned and preserved can of the 2017 limited edition pumpkin spice flavor. I feel like uh, you're a connoisseur of spam. I am. 
I am also an uh, amateur ha- uh, I'm also an amateur spam historian. I know. <laughs> you ever see? You ever seen those? You ever seen those TV shows? Or it's like uh, you know, like like there are people like I interview random jobs, and you see, yeah, yeah. um, like the name tag and it says like Nicole, and then let's imagine there's one I saw it was like it was something something Nicole's a woman that said um, professional chicken nugget tester. Yes, yeah. Or something. I feel like yours would be uh, it'd be Peyton, and then it'd be uh, spam historian. Uh, spam historian slash connoisseur. Okay, well, tell me, tell me some spam ham. Tell me some spam history then. Spam history. Uh, well, spam was invented in uh, 1936. Uh, Hang on. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm fact checking you the entire way. Keep on going. Okay. Uh, the name of it. A lot of people say no one knows what the name actually means. That is just a marketing trick. The re, what, why it's actually called spam is the man who invented it, which the name of it is off my head right now. I can't think of it. Uh, he actually held a Christmas party. I believe maybe it was a New Year's party. It was one of those holiday parties. Mm-hmm. And he said whoever came up with the name for it would get a prize. So everyone was writing down different names and putting it into a bowl. And someone just shouted out, Spam. And then that's the name that stuck. Okay. So uh, it was introduced by Hormel in 1937. 37. Yeah. I believe 36 was the year it was thought of then. Yeah, so uh, you got that wrong. Well, it was gained, uh, it gained popularity during what? Gained popularity during World War II. Yeah. It was easy to uh, produce. It's not like MREs got any better. <laughs> I've eaten MREs. They, they just got they got more flavors of MREs, you know. Back in nineteen thirty seven, they were spam, and now it's just like tuna tacos. But okay, so by two thousand three, spam was sold in how many countries? Two thousand three. Yes, by two thousand three, spam was sold in how many countries? So I. That's one I do not have memorized off the top of my head. I want to say it's like 57, mm. but that's, that's wrong. There's 41 countries. 41, okay. On how many continents? Well, North America. I'm going to say that's... Yeah, this, this is one of those facts I'm not sure about. Oh, I'm going to say four. Four, it's uh, it's six out of seven because you know ev- people live in every single continent besides Antarctica. Well, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know yeah. if they sold it in like Africa or South America. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh yeah, they sell it in Africa. I have a I have an Arabic hand. Mother the Hutter Gisbem. So they actually it's trademarked in over a hundred countries. That is pretty cool, honestly. You know, and me getting some of these wrong, that is good for me so I can learn better. Yeah, get better. By by very last episode of this podcast, I'm going to ask you these questions again. I, I'll have them memorized by then. William? Probably. Well, at least you had, you always had, you had, you were off by one date, so I'll give you like half a point, but you get, you did get the, you did get the uh, production company. I didn't get 
right. Close call now. Yeah, I, I said I said you got that right. Oh, I thought you said I didn't get that right. No, no, you did. But yeah, uh, another fun fact that I actually I have a spam book with it. In World War Two, spam actually. It's not a confirmed kill, but is believed spam actually got its own kill in World War Two. <laughs> and it's not by eating it. <laughs> what? Did someone beat someone with a can of spam? Almost. That is awesome. Uh, at least how the story goes is there was a cook on one of the Navy ships who, whenever they got shipments of stuff, he would always take a can of spam and put it down one of the guns on a, on a uh, string. So he would have a can for himself that he could hide away. Mm -hmm. Well, they got attacked by a Japanese plane, and he didn't have time to pull his spam can out, and it shot. The cannon shot went wide, but the plane still went down. It is believed that why it went down is because the spam can went through the cockpit and hit the pilot in the head. Wow. That is. Imagine being the poor fuck who got murked by a spam can. They should, they should, they should add spam can into Battlefield 2024. I want to be able to throw like a rock, but just spam can. I mean, I support this. <laughs> you know that uh, I'm, I'm just looking online. As we're talking, uh, U.S. set a Samba record as we surpassed 800,000 deaths in COVID. Really? Yeah. More than any country. USA. USA. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're that good. We're number one. He has to be number one everything. Hell yeah. America. Fuck yeah. You did that Vladimir Putin? Moonlighted as a taxi driver after the Soviet Union collapse. I didn't know that. Okay, I'm I'm quite curious. The taxi driver. I'm down for this. Okay, I got the uh, got the, I got the the link. I'm pulling up the link. He, apparently, he worked as a cab driver after the fall of the USSR. Oh, I can't just imagine. I believe he was a K he used to be a KGB agent. You're just calling your cab and a freaking KGB agent your driver. Okay, I got it. Uh, Putin was a former agent of the Soviet Union's KGB security service. In using the story to illustrate his own personal hardships, as he declared the USSR fall a tragedy for most citizens. Putin had never before claimed to have moonlighted as a taxi driver in the early 1990s. Honestly, it's not very pleasant to speak about. In 2018, he shared a different story, saying he feared he would have to drive a taxi after his mentor and employer, Anatoly Sobchak, lost re-election as mayor of St. Petersburg. Instead, Putin moved to Moscow and took a job in the national government. Um... And now he's president of Russia. It, it could release concedes with the 30th anniversary of the fall of Soviet Union. After all, what is the collapse of the Soviet Union? This is the collapse of historical Russia under the name of the Soviet Union. Uh, he was cited saying, 
The greatest geopolitical disaster of the 20th century. Yeah, it sounds like he's... We lived like everyone, but sometimes I had to earn extra money. As a private driver, it's not pleasant to speak about, honestly, but unfortunately, this is what happened. He <laughs> he did not like having to transition from communism to capitalism. Well then. Sorry, Akami, fuck. <laughs> he was struggling to make ends meet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the American living, Putin. He had to have two jobs. Listen, if Putin, if Putin wants to share the room, I'll kick you out. <laughs> wow. This is actually pretty interesting. Putin's office was under investigation for signing multi-million dollar contracts to export raw materials like oil and timber in exchange for food. But the food never came. Get fucked, commie bastard. Mm. Well, that's uh, I'm glad Putin's doing better. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's president now, so hopefully he um can have some some fun times. It's a step in the right direction for him. Oh, definitely. I love. I mean, yeah, you know, he he doesn't have to be a, ta a taxi driver anymore. He can you know be president him for following his dream i know see that's that's a that's a hard that's a rag to rags to riches story but um this would be we're gonna go into an ad read so i will we'll see you right back okay one two three all right welcome back um <laughs> so uh we gotta love the sponsor uh hint water but um we're not actually sponsored by them but i do have a promotional thing with them for running i run i run half marathons and i'm actually training for a marathon right now so they've actually sent me shirts and water and stuff but hopefully if the, if this gets some traction we actually get a sponsorship from them you ever had hint water peyton had a couple flavors of them uh uh i think isn't there is there like a blackberry flavor? Yeah, there's a blackberry. There's a blackberry. Was it what was it exactly? Like, do you remember what it was exactly? Because I knew it was blackberry something. It was just blackberry. It was just blackberry. Yeah, I'm... I remember trying that, and it was pretty good. They have it's the only flavor I've actually had. They have so much different flavors. I'm actually gonna read off most of these. As they have blueberry lemon. Ooh, that sounds Raspberry peach. Raspberry peach is absolutely amazing. See, I'm not a big fan of uh, peach flavored things, but uh, I'll give it a try. Oh, uh, well, no. Peach. Okay, so you know how most drinks, uh, whenever you get a peach drink, it has that like peach undertone, like that, like that on the back end? Yeah. This actually gives, like, it's it's a first thing you taste. You get the peach in the very front. Is it like the natural peach flavor? Oh, oh, peach? no, no, dude. There's not. There's nothing artificial in here. Okay. Nothing. So it is natural peach flavor. Yeah. This there is no. There's no preservatives. There's no. It's it's non-GMO. It's vegan. It's it is. Vegan. 
Yeah, it's it's water infused with peach plus raspberry essence. It's good. I, I it's good, dude. Yeah. There's. I'll have to give some other flavors a try. Some. Yeah, they. I mean, you can find most of them at like Walmart or whatnot. But it's very good. It's you know, it's better than most because like people really is really hint water is the best way to drink water if you don't like water. If you're a mongrel and don't like water. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm over here chugging water left and right. <laughs> people who can't drink water, I feel bad for their bodies. People who can't drink water, their bloodlines are weak. Absolutely. Me, I drink hint water. So my bloodline's pure. It's strong, you know. My my favorite my favorite flavor though, uh, definitely is the raspberry peach. But they have um, classic flavors. The classic flavors, top sellers, are the watermelon, pineapple, blackberry, and uh, cherry. Do they have watermelon flavored? Yeah. I like watermelon flavored stuff. It's a. It's very. It's a very good. It's a very good uh, flavor. Okay. But I'm. I'm gonna read you some more. So they have uh, strawberry lemon. Um, and they have the water, and then they have the blackberry, watermelon, pineapple, peach, and then they actually have the, uh, they have like a cranberry blueberry, and it's actually caffeinated. Um, See, I, I, you know I'm a big fan of caffeinated water the way it is. Yeah. So, if they have a caffeinated and flavored version? Oh, yeah. That, oh, you are tempting me. You are tempting me. Mango, orange, green apple, strawberry kiwi, lemon lime. Bunch of good stuff. And like they actually have carbonated ones too. I, I like the carbonated ones better because I like carbonated water. I, I, I don't like carbonated water. I do. I like having bubbles. I, I For the most part, like I'll drink one every now and again. For the most part, I gave up pop a few years ago. So. Me too. I don't. I don't. I don't drink much pop anymore. Like I drink one every. I, I'll probably drink a pop, maybe two a month, at most. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm about there with you. Like I'll. I'll drink one like every so often, but like, I don't know. Just the carbonation. I don't like it anymore. Because, well, but... yeah, pop. Pop is different because pop. It hurts my. It hurts my stomach because after after not drinking it for so long, like you get the all that. All the sugar and the carbonation, and the uh, you know corn syrup and ugh, it just hits your stomach hard. It's gross to talk about. It really is, and the fact that like Coke can clean batteries. Yeah. And um, like I see, I seen a Monster Energy could actually like break the back window of a car by by pouring it on that. I don't doubt it. That's why I don't drink Monster. Oh, uh, I do. <laughs> I drink. I do drink Monster quite a bit. The pi- the Pipeline Punch tastes. It's just. It's just energy. It's Zangi Hawaiian Punch. See, I've, I've never tried that. Oh my gosh, dude! It's so good. It's good. You know, I say I don't like carbonated stuff. That's not entirely true. I do drink a lot of Bang. Yeah. 
like a lot a lot bang well yeah i mean working nights has you has you have to have the energy yeah i drink monsters every once in a while i'll probably drink probably four or five a month Like all these are very periodically. My thing is tea. I drink tea. I drink, I drink tea every single day. Tea is amazing. Lemon honey tea is has I've been I've been on lemon honey tea yeah. for probably a year now. It is my favorite drink. Lemon honey tea is pretty good. Oh, uh, I don't know why they don't come out with like pre-bottled lemon honey tea. It's probably because that's like one of those teas that's better hot. Mm. I mean, I, I guess it I want the flavor. Okay, yeah, but like, why can't the uh, flavors like... be? Why can't the flavors be there? Yeah, I, I could see it, but it's just like one of those things where it's like you know, that's one of those teas that a lot of people drink hot. And like, they're not a lot of the people, not everyone, of course, aren't gonna want that. I don't think. But hey, I don't. If, I don't see a problem no in drinking it. cold tea. If no one does it, that's a business idea for you. Oh no! You know, actually, I'm looking it up right now. I'm sure someone has. I just realized we basically gave away where we are in the world by using pop instead of soda. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's called fizzy pop. Fizzy pop. Oh, what is this? What flavor of Coke do you want? Do you want Sprite? What? You don't know about that? No. Down south, especially in like Texas, they call all soda, all pop, they call it all Coke. And if you ask for a Coke, they ask what flavor of Coke, and then you say what kind you want. That just feels... It's it's ass backwards. It just feels redundant, to say the least. It's like, can I have a Coke? Yeah, what flavor? Coke flavor. Like, I feel like at that point you should just say cola. Just say, just call it by their names. So I found a um, honey citron tea. Ooh. Uh, it's a honey lemon tea. Um, it's from Korea. How was that spelled? Uh, honey, H-O-N-E-Y. C I T R O N T. It's a one kilogram. Wait. A kilogram. So that's a that's half a pound of tea. Holy shit! It's only six dollars. I might I might I might order it. Korea sweet tea. Speaking of ordering things, I did order that brownie mix. You did while we were on break there. That is fucking awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Love it. I, I will make those. Wait, yummy. There's... How how often are we thinking of doing this podcast? Um, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to bust one out. Um, I'm gonna try to release episodes either Thursday or Friday, and try to record uh Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. And I will say to the listeners, the look at you, Patrick. They we're gonna have a bunch of we're gonna have a bunch of guests because I have a bunch of friends and uh, we have you know we have a bunch of friends and I travel a lot and I actually do know quite a bit of people in the uh, 
you know, in the world that are influencers and stuff like that. So this is going to be a very, very jumbled podcast. You know, as I said, the description, it says there's going to be some inspirational and deep conversation podcasts. And then sometimes this is going to be a complete train wreck, like us talking about Cricket Flower and Vladimir Putin. And now we're now I'm looking at uh, a website on Japanese and Korean uh, items. say like japanese and korean stuff it is it has some they have some good stuff like you ever seen those um multi-flavored you ever seen those different flavored kit kats from japan i've seen them i wanted to try them so bad um there's a there's a store in um cincinnati ohio in the usa and there's a it's called jungle gyms I actually went there when I went to Cincinnati on vacation one time, and I got to try mock uh, matcha Kit Kats mm. and umami. And just, matcha was good. Umami Kit Kat just sounds gross. Oh, it was horrible. the 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 matcha Kit Kat was amazing, but the uh, umami was bad. But like, there's so many different flavors in Japan. I always I always wanted to go to Japan just to get them. Yeah, you know, I Japan has been one of those places where it's like, you know, yeah, it'd be cool to go, but I feel like if I went there, I'd get labeled a weeb, even though I don't even watch anime. Why would you? Why would you be labeled a weeb? Because I'm an American going to Japan, and that's all Americans go to Japan for anymore. It seems like my f- my friend went to Japan from a like a work trip. I guess work sent him there, and. Yeah, well, it was like a work trip. Like he wasn't actually going to the work. Like his work sent him on vacation with a bunch of other co- like with a bunch of the workers. I think he won something, like some kind of program or. And he actually went there, and uh, like he got to try like a bunch of like Japan beer, Japanese beer, and um, he got to see uh, Tokyo. And I thought that's pretty cool. And it's, it's a completely different culture there. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot about like how different it is. The thing is, though, how <laughs> how animes um, portray Japan is not how they portrayed it all. Yeah. Japan, Japanese people hate whenever <laughs> I hate when I hate when I go to Japan. I hate when I go to Japan and subtitles aren't on. Damn. <laughs> you go there and it's like. I thought I could understand these people. <laughs> How do I turn on subtitles? Where's where's the dub? Where's the where's the dubbed Japan? If Google Glass would have taken off, you could have had real life subtitles, but no, Google Glass never took off. Google Glass, what's that? Uh, they were Google Glasses that yeah. you could, like access the internet from. Really? Yeah. Google Glass. I believe they were planned. That's if I'm remembering things right. Oh my, dude, that's a thousand dollars. They actually exist. Google Glass Enterprise Edition develop development kit, smart glasses, thirty-two gigabytes. Hang on. I'm looking at this. I'm just, I'm quite curious. I've ne- if I'm right, if I'm right, if I remember correctly, and they are glasses. I wonder, you could probably get a translator program and have real-life subtitles with them. 
Google Translate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm quite... So real-life subtitles. Uh, quite... Specifications. I'm quite... I don't understand this. How, did, how does it work? It's water resistant. Okay. No clue how it works, honestly. Would you would you buy I one? I remember seeing a thing for it years ago. It looks it looks so dumb. Whenever I cannot wait until I until we start getting video put up for these podcasts, so I can show everyone how stupid these glasses look. It was like reverse bifocals. Like it's thicker on the top instead of the bottom. There's like vents on the side of the glasses. I'm surprised that these glasses can hold more gigabytes of RAM than what it took to take NASA's rocket to the moon. How many does it hold? 32. 32 gigs of RAM? Yeah. Well, my computer uses. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's running at like 16 right now. Well, dude, you got to think about it. Like, these are glasses that are taking audio and they're translating them to you. Yeah. I That would need, you would need a lot of glasses. Honestly, though, glass, like the technology of glasses alone has skyrocketed over 10 years. Oh, yeah. Thanks to VR. VR is badass. I'm pretty excited. I'm getting ready to move in February. And whenever I move into my new house, I'm going to actually set up my living room as a VR room. Ooh. I'm taking my, uh, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm going to take, uh, you know, spend the money into fix up, make my PC able to run VR and then actually go and buy the uh, Oculus 2. I think the Oculus 2. I've not done much research into VR glasses, but I think that's a Oculus Quest 2. So, uh, I'm doing the research. My computer has 8 gigs of RAM. Really? Yeah. That is... Wow, that's horrible. (laughs) Hey, run Skyrim, and that's all I need it to do. Can we run Skyrim on on the Google Glasses? don't know Todd Howard no Todd Howard make make Skyrim for the Google glasses I don't think it'd be super hard if you could get like a controller support because at that point it's just like a VR game no I want an eye control I want Stephen Hawking's (laughs) Stephen Hawking edition (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Hawking edition Skyrim Todd Howard make it put me on your put me on your uh put me on your board Howard, if you were listening to this, come on our podcast. I would love Todd Howard to come on our podcast. So why haven't you made a game in 10 years? Hey, they, they made a few games. Sorry, specify new new Skyrim game. Okay, what other t- games does Todd Howard do? They, they, they do the Doom games. Ooh, okay, that's true. But no, there's a, there's a, there's a whole team for Skyrim. There is a whole team for the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, they've done updates to Elder Scrolls Online. They no one play plays Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, but it's still there. No one plays it. It's it's Anymore. it's redundant. Uh, and then 
I believe they just released Starfield, or at least it's going to be released soon. What's that? Um, I haven't heard much about it, but I've heard a lot of people referring to it as sci-fi Skyrim. Action. Starfield is an upcoming action role-playing video game developed by Besta. Um, described as a new generation experience set in a whole... Okay. Release date is November 11th of next year. It's a shooter game, action role-playing game. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we'll all be looking forward to... Um, Elder Scrolls 6. I am... Hyped for Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, me too. I'm definitely. I'm telling you, we're 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 reaching because, like, you know, games have been absolute crap in the past few years. Yeah, I mean, between 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 the and the new is a every single new Call of Duty passed by Black Ops Two. Yeah, when was the last time Call of Duty had a new formula for their game? Like that wasn't just like a copy paste. Three. Yeah. And after three, it's gone downhill. I mean, we, I mean, you had World War Two. World War Two wasn't bad. And then that that was the only break of of you know Black Ops. It was called it was Black Ops three, and then you had four, and then you had two, World War Two. And World War Two was decent. I remember playing. I I liked it. And then you had Cold War and Vanguard. If I'm right, and most, uh, most, and you know, Vanguard, from what I've seen, is just it's another World War II game, which we we've already had three World War II games now. If we don't need another one, and three, four, and three and four were the exact same game, and they were both trash. The zombies, the zombies has been decent, but multiplayer exactly the same. Throughout all the games, and then I heard with Vanguard they completely they trashed the zombies mode, which is not it's not unusual for Treyarch to screw up yeah. screw up the only thing people really buy Call of Duty for these days, zombies. Now we need to talk about the one Call of Duty game that gets a lot more hate than it should, and that's Call of Duty Ghosts. I was as soon as you said the game that gets more hate than it should, I was like, I bet you're gonna say I bet you're gonna say Ghost. Ghost had a decent campaign, subpar multiplayer, but I did like the extinction mode. I did. Extinction was fun, like especially uh uh did you ever play it single player on there? Yeah, I played on single player. You know the hypno knife? Yeah. That was yeah, yeah, the hit on knife. Yeah, because then the you threw it at a, you threw it at one of the enemies, and it converted over to uh, like you, they, they were shot. friendly. Yeah. Yeah, you could save that to like halfway through the map, and then hit one of the bigger guys with it. Playing on so- solo though was hard. Oh, it was a pain. You had you had to run and say, I remember, you know, I was God, what. I was younger, so me, my cousin, and some friends, we'd we'd run Extinction for a night. Best Call of Duty game, definitely, you know, has to go down to like World War Two, you know, Modern Warfare Three, Black Ops Two, Black Ops One, like you know, those that was the golden prime of gaming. 
when when Treyarch, Infinity Ward, uh, the first one shooter games, like they were they were on top. And first person shooter is still on top, but we have a whole new generation of kids and uh, you know people getting into games now that they the whole like ever since Fortnite came out, like there's been a whole new um, code. There's been a whole new strategy for how people, how uh, big producers and and whatnot companies make these games. And I really do think it's falling off. But like I was saying, we're getting Elder Scrolls Six. We got Halo Infinite. Um, Dying Light Two is getting ready to come out. Oh shoot! Like what's some what's some top games that's getting ready to come out? New games. I mean, what you're doing that? I mean, that's why I've been looking a lot into indie games because, like, once you get out of the mainstream games, you can find some awesome indie games. Oh well, indie. I I only play indie because I mean I play Bind of Isaac. I play Enter the Gungeon. I like dungeon crawlers. Um. You know, and I play a lot of Battlefield because Battlefield's way better than Call of Duty, in my opinion. Besides 2024, that was crap. I'm not big on first-person shooters. I'm more of a fan of, like the RPG games. What do you okay? And what's your thoughts on like the new the new Avengers game that came out? Like we took, an... yeah, you didn't you didn't see any of the Avengers game? No, I didn't. Oh well, Marvel's Avengers came out with a game, and uh, I think it flopped pretty well well that's not surprising a lot of uh video games based on or movies based on video games based on movies don't do the greatest well and then now we have uh we have uh 2022 uh suicide squad kill the justice league is coming out and like i'm liking these kind of like we're trying to there's we're trying to get new genres of games but i don't feel like anyone's doing it very good right now i think we oh god of war ragnarok going to be amazing 2022 um let's see besides that though zelda breath of the wild 2 everyone's gonna go crazy for that you remember back in like the early 2000s where it was like every movie had a video game release oh yeah dude that was a weird time good time though because most of those were good games back yeah, in they were back in like the earthworm gym era uh cronker uh cronk or what was this something bad for a day bad. yeah yeah was bad for a day. amazing game yeah, uh, see, I, I did a lot of my early gaming around, like, 2007, 2008, yeah. 2009, around there. Mm-hmm. In one game, I remember playing that I was absolutely in love with, and my Discord for my PS2 doesn't work anymore, so unless, like, I get an emulator or something and play it, I'll never be able to experience it again. And it was Crash of the Titans. I Clash of the Titans? Crash of the Titans. It was a Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, Crash Bandicoot, yes. That was PS2. I remember going to my cousin's house and we'd play it all the time. It was so good. Uh, 
the Titans was the one where he would have like that mask and like there were the monsters they could put the mask on and then ride the monsters and use their powers. Mm-hmm. I remember it now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that was one of my absolute favorite games because I've always loved monsters and weird creatures like that. So like seeing them in a game, it's like hey, hey I can play with them. <laughs> That's. The crash was good. Crash was a good, and then uh, you know, he had like the old shooters, like you know, Goldeneye, and we had uh, you know, all the Tom Clancy games. Um, and hey, so many have, military games. I have the original Rainbow Six and Goldeneye on the N sixty four. That's dope. I have um, I have a Nintendo sixty four, but I've not played it in a long time. I have um, you know, Tony Hawk, Mario sixty four. Some I think we have I think I have Majora's Mask or Pokemon Ocarina. Snap. The original Pokemon Snap. The original Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go before Pokemon Go is a thing. Pokemon Snap. Pretty well. Pokemon Snap is it's not hard, but finding all the stuff you need to find is a pain. <laughs> I've never played it. Never have. Uh, it, it's it, it's stressful. It's not supposed to be a stressful game. It's supposed to be a fun, relaxing game, but it's stressful. I played Pokemon Coliseum on Nintendo GameCube, and that was amazing. That's a game I always wanted to play, but never got a chance. Well, I actually had the premium, like Pokemon uh, Coliseum GameCube. Like my GameCube was purple and it had a, it had a bunch of Pokemon on it and it had a the Pokemon Coliseum two, on it. You can find it online. I think they're pretty rare. I don't know if I still have them somewhere or not, but they're like limited edition. If I could find it, I'm sure someone. I'm sure I could sell it for, good price. Sell it by a new GameCube. And if I did that, I'd buy. I'd, I'd play my favorite game, uh, I Ninja. I remember you talking about that. I, I, if anyone knows who I, if anyone knows what I Ninja is, I immediately love you because I Ninja was my favorite. It was like my earliest memory of playing video games. I remember playing I Ninja, and it was ahead of its time. It was so slept on. I think they should read. I think they should redo it. I think they should remaster I Ninja for the PS Five. I support this. I'm glad you do. Well, that is, uh, we're going to end it. We're getting close to time, about an hour. All right. But uh, uh, thank you all for listening today. Uh, shout out to Patrick in New York. Um, I would love to, uh, I, I, I love that we already have a supporter, and this is our very first episode. Uh, if you guys like it, give it a follow. Um, I'm going to be setting up pretty soon a uh, YouTube channel to get these audios out on YouTube also for anyone who doesn't have Spotify or Apple podcast, or whatever, but, uh, any, any other comments or, uh, topics before we leave? Not that I can think of. All right. Well, uh, you guys, um, have a great day. Go out, get some water, some exercise. Uh, thanks Peyton for coming on today and talking and, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Thank you for having me.